You are now listening to the In Between Rounds podcast with Gabe Ojeda and Pach Estrada, your weekly MMA habit and the only Filipino mixed martial arts podcast that matters. Dude, let's just jump into it. Oh, yeah, that's true. Um, Yeah, Mm -hmm. so it's official. (laughs) We are an independent podcast. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Um, Yeah, do you want to break the news? Yeah, um, the news is that we are still the only Filipino MMA podcast that matters. You're as weekly, voted by. Yes, I keep forgetting and family. And your weekly MMA habit in between rounds, ladies and gentlemen, still independent, still free agents. We're still trucking. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This, we this know holds that, true. We're in yeah. a free agency. Yep. Anyone that wants Clubhouse. to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll talk about that in a bit. We're going to talk about that in a bit. Oh, yeah. So just a quick background. There is a, well, we, what will we call it? A production studio? Mm-hmm. Is that the right word for it? Producing? Yeah. Per- there is a producing. Okay. Um, if you're familiar with Barstool Sports. There you go. They produce a bunch of podcasts, right? Call Her Daddy. Um, they did failing upwards. They produce a bunch of different podcast shows. So there is, I guess, a Filipino version mm-hmm. called Podcast Network Asia. We did we pitch to them? We didn't really pitch to them, no. Well, we, we filled out the form. We, we kind of gave them the whole nine rounds, just like, yo, this is our podcast and all that. Yeah, I gave them like a full description. Mm-hmm. Um Gave them some of our analytics and all the details needed, really. If we were going to, I guess, be sponsored or produced by a network or a production mm-hmm. house. Um, we thought it went well, but I guess it didn't. Well, I, I don't want to say it didn't go well. I just think that we, we're still relatively new. And we're still, you know, those rookie numbers. We gotta we need to make eleven million more. They don't know, they don't know what's up, son. They don't know what's up. That's the truth. Blue chip prospect. Blue chip prospect. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I think the answer was the same from the get-go. This is like my personal mm-hmm. like looking back on just how everything played out. I feel like they always knew what the answer was. Mm, okay right and they kind of just went through the motions with us because of the connect i had with them that makes sense the mutual friend i have a feeling though that that we have they they're noticing us now Mm -hmm. Uh, we kind of signed up with their program i think they want to in they want to know what they're getting into for now Mm -hmm. yeah it makes sense yeah uh, I just think that they're going to keep that dialogue open. But you know what? If if things do pick up with our podcast, mm-hmm. and they will, yeah, we might not be that interested in them anymore. You know, we might be open to other things. Other, yeah, because like if we were hitting the numbers that they were looking for, mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want anyone producing the podcast. Yep. Right. That's that makes true. sense. And what's interesting is they do ask for a concept proposal. Remember when he filled out the form, mm-hmm. it was 
for your future episodes, they asked, what would, what would your first six episodes look like? Right. But the prerequisite for them was a certain number of views per episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how does one fill that out? That's true. If That's their a form is a, if, is a concept form mm-hmm. and not for a pre-existing podcast. I have a conspiracy theory and apologies, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to get to the UFC dive talk into after it. this. Yeah, we're going to dive, dive into, into it. This. Just a bit. But here, uh, riddle me this. So we pitch, we pitch them our podcast, right? We give them a concept. What if they say, hey, yeah, good. We'll, we'll keep note. We'll take note of this and then we'll let you know. And what about like next month? They come up with their own podcast about. That's also, yeah, that's also right. Mm-hmm. That's a very good point. Mm-hmm. That's a very good point. But but who's talking to Kevin Lee? No who's talking to M- we Mark Mugen Striegel? Kevin Lee and Mark freaking Striegel, son. Yeah. So you know, do, son. ladies and gentlemen, we're on to better pastures. It's totally fine. We know that in a previous episode, we gave you guys um, a hint that something big was going to happen. But I believe it did. Something yes. bigger yes. did happen. I like us. that. Mm-hmm. I like that. Um, it was, it was indeed something big, but it wasn't the big we were expecting. It was even better. Yes. Yes. Right. Of course Mm -hmm. it's phase one of something spectacular, but the door is open. Yes. That's all that matters. Right. Just like this podcast. Uh Just like this podcast. Right. So we got to, you know what? We're done. Before we get to that. Yeah. We got to talk shop a little bit. News. Leon oh. Edwards versus Hamzat Shemaev, the cursed fight. Hamzat pulled out a few days ago, a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. It took so long for him to find someone to fight. Leon was like, I'll fight literally anyone. Just, I already have a plane ticket. Let's do it. And someone stepped up. It was Bilal Muhammad. First, mm-hmm. Gabe, I want to ask you, what are your thoughts why it took so long for Leon Edwards to find someone to fight in a stacked division? You know, I feel like no one just wants that fight. I Him, think, or just in general, I don't think they want to fight Leon Edwards, man. I think it's either they think he's just too good, mm-hmm. or he's just not the kind of fighter that gets other fighters excited. Mm-hmm. Remember, he was also he was temporarily um, mm-hmm. removed from the rankings by the oh, UFC yeah. for inactivity. That's true. That's true. So there must be something going on behind closed doors that makes mm. Leon Edwards an unattractive fight, right? Mm. And I don't think it's because people are afraid they're going to lose to him. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, he 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 won over Gunnar Nelson, but right. it was a split decision, mm-hmm. right? He, he, he fought Cowboy Cerrone and won by unanimous decision. So, like, I right. mean, these aren't... You know, all respect Leon Edwards, but these aren't like I guess spectacular wins, right? It's so I there, guess, though. Uh-huh. yeah. So I guess people, at, well, well, I mean, the, like I said, we were talking about this a few days ago. We're in like the money fight era, mm-hmm. right? People want big fights. Fans want big fights. Fighters want big fights. Dana wants big, big fights. And Leon Edwards, I think, just isn't a big fight. Cosmot is the big mm-hmm. fight. Chimaya, but like he had to pull out right and he's in vegas right now actually they flew him out to vegas to mm-hmm. give him like top top um health care 
so he that's gets good. Better. Yeah, because again, he's he he needs to be a cardio machine, and mm-hmm. his COVID's a bitch because it will like do a number to your lungs. So <laughs> hoping, like, yeah, hoping the best for Hamzat. So you're saying? No, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, I was just saying though, you know, everyone send your well wishes to him because we yeah. do want to see this fight to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're looking that yeah, Leon is gonna push through with the fight now. Hamzat might go for uh, Kiesa or like a maybe mm-hmm. a top ten guy instead of a top rank five like yeah. top three guy. Kevin Lee did have some something to say about Cosmo. Do you want to share? Oh, in a bit, in a bit. <laughs> uh, but before we okay, yeah, before that, mm-hmm. I think the Leon Edwards problem is. His reputation, I guess, is just shot. Okay, one, he was temporarily removed yeah. from the rankings for inactivity mm-hmm. for like two weeks. Like, who, who does that? Uh, who does it happen to? Nobody, right? That's like a and, warning, right? You're just, yeah. like, all of a sudden, how come my credit card doesn't work? What exactly. <laughs> I just paid my bill. Uh, uh-huh. And also, when he just got punched out by George Masvidal, I think that really hurt his like brand. That's you know, true. he got punked out by George Masvidal backstage you know what's crazy they actually yeah looking back like at that incident it's like george became a bigger winner of that incident when we're supposed to sympathize with leon 100 he's the one that got hit like he was was on a two-fight win streak that night he was right (laughs) public enemy number one but he all of a sudden he became the the reincarnation of jesus christ he kind of took a lot of edwards's you know shine away from him that night that's true, mm-hmm. you know, because Jordan yeah, knocked man, out till got and then Edward, just three piece Edwards, and he was bleeding. He was. It was pretty bad. <laughs> he just looked so shocked. He he was because like he looked we were shocked. backstage. He was, yeah, I was I, honestly seeing the video. I was quite shocked because if you blink, you'll miss it. I feel like so, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So blink, you you'll miss it, and you know George Masvidal is not the kind of person that you can talk shit about to his face mm-hmm. that's true yeah and we were talking about how the money fight it's it's all about the money fight right that's mm-hmm. the era now and it seems like george masvidal's name is being thrown into the reins of who they want to fight right yeah a lot of people are saying that he's a good contender he's but he's going to be fighting for the belt like there are talks of him and uzman coaching tough for me though i th- with the with the moniker like game bread mm-hmm. and uh, and he's picking his fights it just seems like there's a disconnect there yeah maybe it's also because he's it rubbed me the wrong way when he is training jake paul but exactly I, I don't know i think i lost a little bit of my respect or a little bit of stock in uh jorge masvidal yeah he's all about the clout now for sure mm-hmm. i think george masvidal is an interesting mma fighter because he's been around for so long Mm-hmm. but found the fame he deserved really late, I guess. Mm-hmm. So I think now he's just enjoying it as much as he can, this fame that he feels like he's earned. Mm. You know, because I mean, think about it like this, right? You're a young fighter, you're super famous, and of course you're going to want to fight everybody, right? Like a Joaquin mm-hmm. Buckley type. Oh yeah, or a young Connor, or a young Ronda Rousey, or a young Paige Van Sant. Give me anyone, whoever, I'll fight him. Right, but George Masvidal has already been there, done that. He's fought everyone they've told him to. He's been there every time they told him to be there. Mm-hmm. He's made the weight. 
And he just never got the kind of star power or the kind of push he's enjoying now. So he's not like, oh, give me anybody. I'll fight anyone because I want to be at the top. He's already at the top and he's just like picking his fights now. Mm. You know, he doesn't have that young MMA fighter hunger. You know, he doesn't have that desire because he feels like he's earned all of this clout he has now. So he can be like, you know what? I'm going to pick fights. I want the biggest payday possible. What's crazy is that seems to be the model because that's what Colby is yeah. also saying. Colby's saying the same thing. Uh, <laughs> who, who else is saying? Yeah. yeah, just nobody wants to fight. Like even, I mean, I know we're moving down a weight class, but mm-hmm. Charles Oliveira, did you see the news that broke out that um, uh, Benil Dariush called him out? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I remember. So I saw that. And I think Chael said it best. Like if somebody calls you out in the division and you deny them, your choices are only going to get are going to be lower in the rankings. Exactly. So I think he needs to cut while his losses are. I think like Dairush is like the lowest you can go among the top guys. Yeah, and I'm a huge fan of his. His uh, he has spectacular uh, that skills and like mm-hmm. really, I don't know. I, I think that he deserves like a really big push now. He does. He does. I mean, here's the thing, right? Like the UFC, I think skill wise in most of the divisions is the best it's ever been. Right. But these guys need to need to fight. They need big fights. They do. They really do. And I think what's happening is someone with like Charles Oliveira, mm-hmm. he knows. I think he feels like he deserves his next fight should be a title fight. So I feel like he's just willing to wait that out until he gets one. Because mm. if he loses... It's going to be lost. Yeah, yeah. Right. The opportunity is going to be gone. I, I get that. It's just that it sucks because you're in a division with Connor in it. And exactly. Connor already picked his dance partner, which is Dustin Poirier. And he wants mm-hmm. to rectify that loss. Boom. It's going to be a good fight. It's going to be a great yeah. fight. And I heard talks about it being in May. Hell so, in a cell. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Hell in a cell. Braun panties match. Just whatever. Um, when it comes to uh, Charles Oliveira, though, we I remember us like exchanging texts and we're saying, why? Like so many people, Nate called him out. Mm-hmm. Chandler called him out. And he's like, no, son, I go for the title. I just think that he could have, you know, he could have made some clout, but he is what he is and he wants to go for the belt, which that's something to admire, too. It's respectable, but it's also like, Dude. I mean, this is coming from like huge fans, right? Yes. We just want to see them fight. We do. We just yeah. want to see them fight. Because all of these guys, take it as a compliment. That's how good we think all these guys are. That's why we want to see them all fight. Mm-hmm. You know, because these are spectacular fights we have on our hands. And Leon Edwards arguably would be a good fight for any of the top welterweight guys right now. But we didn't get that. We got, um, what's his name? Bilal, Bilal Muhammad. Muhammad. And no disrespect to that guy, though. No disrespect. He's actually had a lot like one, two, three, four, five, six, ten out of his ten. He's lost only two and he's lost to Jeff Neal and Vicente Luque. So and his last fight was actually in 258 Mm -hmm. against Diego Lima. So it's a pretty fast turnaround. If you think about it, his last fight was February 13th. That was dude. That was the last event. We should talk about that. You see 258. (laughs) The fight. Yeah, before we do that, though, but I will say, mm-hmm. the, I think 
the fight that would have made Edwards a star, win or lose, was one against Nate Diaz. Yeah. And Nate Diaz already had a chance to say yes and didn't take it. He did not. Again, see, we're just picking these fights. Nate Diaz, whether it be a quick turnaround for him to make weight, I I, know. I think he's walking around a welterweight or like 100%. Yeah. Yeah. So it's fine. But even he wants to pick his fights. So. It's an odd time to be a, a fan of the sport. It's the Conor McGregor sense. model. Yeah, it's the Conor McGregor model. <laughs> but it's at the same time, time, yeah, yeah, go, go, go. It's an odd time if you're if you remember the days where oh this is gonna happen okay let's fight like it's just real yeah. quick boom bang boom they're gonna fight uh, anyone's game to fight but now Conor <laughs> actually, McGregor you know model. What? Actually, you know what? I'll take that back. I don't think it's the Conor McGregor model. I think it's like the dark side of the Conor McGregor model. Right, because the real Conor McGregor model is, I'll fight anyone, just pay me what I'm worth. Mm. Wherein the reverse Conor McGregor model is, pay me what I'm worth, and I want to fight the guy with the biggest payday. That's going to give me the biggest payday. Because if you look back at Conor's photography, he never picked anyone. He was like, put anyone in front of me, just pay me what I'm worth. Mm. Right, but now it's the reverse. It's like I'll pick and you pay. Exactly. I'll pick uh, and you I'll pick the biggest payday and you pay me. That's right. an interesting perspective. Yeah. Right. Because if okay, Conor McGregor knows no matter who he fights, he brings in numbers. Mm-hmm. Right. So he's already established himself as a draw. He is the draw. But with Usman. With Edwards, with Colby, they aren't the draw. They need someone to help them get those pay per view numbers. Mm-hmm. Wherein Connor carries a whole pay per view on his own. That's true. Right. So that's regardless exactly. of who he's so, facing. Exactly. So they're copying his style, but without the star power that Connor commands. Yeah. Isn't it crazy, though, that? The whole point of this is competition, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we're, I guess it's the game within the game where you want to position yourself the best way possible to get to the title. Or mm-hmm. maybe they're not even thinking of the title. Maybe they want to be like, they want to transcend the sport mm-hmm. like a, a Diaz or a McGregor. But it's yeah. just, it's, it's, I don't know, because I'm always, I always put the title above and beyond everything else. Yeah. Of prize fights and all that. So, right. It just seems a little disappointing for me, especially like it took it this long to find a fight with Leon Edwards, even though you said like, yeah, he is stylistically not the best for a lot of these guys. But I think the thrill of competition is enough to for you to put your your, your hat in the rain. Yeah. And yes, I'll fight. Like, well, Stephen Thompson was the only yeah. one to do that, but he has a broken hand. I think Gilbert Burns wanted to do that because he's like really, his neck, he moved down in the rankings. But mm-hmm. again, he got knocked out. So he has 60 days. He can't, you know, compete. Yeah. So we'll see how it goes. I think, though, that uh, uh, Leon and uh, Bilal, they're going to be winners out of this uh, mm-hmm. fight they're going to make. Yeah. And, you know, that's a great point. I think that the spirit of competition should be enough. Mm-hmm. But I think right now, it's just not as easy to get to a fight because of COVID, because of pandemic. Yeah, that's true. You that's know, it's a whole production, layer, right? right? That's mm-hmm. another layer of decision making. I'm like, all right, am I going to take this fight? Am I going to get paid enough? Am I going to be able to bring my whole team? 
I'm going to have to quarantine. I'm going to have to take PCR tests daily. You know, I'm going to have to stay in my room. I can't move freely. Like there's a lot of factors now that come in when taking a fight. So I guess it's like, all right, are you going to trouble me that much? Then you better add another zero to that mm. check, Dana. Mm. Better add another zero. But one thing's for sure, though. Dana gets it done. Shout exactly. out to Dana White. I love you, Dana. Love you and, too, Dana. Yeah. And with that, and on, on the Edwards versus Muhammad note, mm-hmm. what if it just ends up being like a straight up fight of the year? Oh, right? Because the, the dream, expectations right? are so yeah. low, mm-hmm. even for me personally. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not even going to mark it on my calendar. But like, what if it just ends up being a spectacular fight? Who wins there? Both of them. Yeah. And you can't deny them this time, right? Exactly. That's going to be good. Yeah. If, if that, I'm hoping. I'm hoping. Because Bilal Muhammad didn't break the top three. Uh, top 10, actually. He's ranked number 13. Right next to Hamzat, actually. Hamzat is 14. Wow. Robbie Lawler's there, too. So we'll yeah, see. welterweight's back, man. Michael Kiesa. Why does anyone want to fight Michael Kiesa? Yeah, he's actually injured. I think rib, mm. r- rib wise. In- so yeah, five and six. That's Stephen and uh, Wonderboy Thompson and Michael Kiesa. Uh, they're five and six. Tyrone Woodley is next. Then Damian Maya, dude. It's pretty stacked and it's a stacked card. Yeah. Damian right. Maya, the destroyer of Ben Askren. Yeah, that's that should be his moniker from <laughs> the destroyer of Ben Askren. In stand up, <laughs> so, in stand up. All right, I know we got to get to the clubhouse one, but you know what? There's gonna be a, a, a fight night coming up. Let's just talk about the main event: Blades yeah. versus Lewis. What are oh your thoughts on this? This is a goodness. This is a fight that actually got postponed because I forgot who got COVID. One of them got COVID. It got postponed. I think it was Blades. Yeah, Lewis's balls got COVID because they were hot. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. I understand. <laughs> My balls was hot. Yeah, I think Blades was the one that got COVID. He said on the fight day, he was like, I can't do this. So he pulled out, which is fine. Mm. So this is going to be good. I always love seeing heavyweights. And uh, Blades is ranked number two. Lewis ranked number four. We'll see. Blades has been, has been climbing up quite steadily. He has been. Actually. Right? Razor blade, yep. Is he on a on a win streak? Let's check. I I believe so. I know some of the highlights was one of the impressive performances he knocked out over him. Well, he TKO'd over him like ground. Oh out. yeah, he is on a four fight win streak. There you go. In heavyweight, the baddest division. TKO, in the TKO UFC. Decision. Yeah, that's gonna be good. Yeah. yeah, that's a good one. Derek Lewis versus Curtis Blades. That's an exciting one. Who you got, real quick? Honestly, my MMA brain mm-hmm. tells me it's going to be Blades by decision. Mm. But the Mark Chael Sonnen in me mm-hmm. says it's going to be a TKO by Lewis in the second round. I think it's going to, it's not going to go decision. It's not going to go decision. I feel like someone's going to knock someone out or not or TKO. I think if it's Lewis, KO. If it's Blades, TKO. And my money's on Blades. Yeah, I think ground it's, and pound. It's fair, yeah. mm-hmm. Well, Lewis is also on a three-fight win streak, so he is. He's not exactly coming off, you know, a loss. That's true. Ah, uh, it's tough. I don't know. I, I'm I'm interested to see this fight. 
Uh, the rest of the card, honestly, like, I don't know. It's been such a packed fight week. I still have to do my research. So mm-hmm. Same. we'll see. The, the only person that interests me, yeah, Arlovsky is going to be facing uh, Tom Aspinall. So that's going to be a fight I'm going to look forward to. But Blades versus Lewis, ladies and gentlemen, check that out. It's going to be ha- it's going to be happening Should February be 21. In Vegas. Mm-hmm. In Vegas. So this is the meat and potatoes of the episodes because oh. we had an epic weekend last we week. We did. We did. And not because of UFC 258, son. Which was good, too. Which was good, too. Yeah. Did we talk, even talk about... We didn't even talk about Usman yet. We did it! Oh. Well, <laughs> we can build up to it because we can talk we about can, the night. We can because it was like during Clubhouse, yeah. Yeah. So tell us about the night because Gabe and I were supposed to host a room in Clubhouse to talk about UFC 258. But mm-hmm. what happened, Gabe? What happened? What happened? Context Here. Clubhouse is like the newest social media platform that everyone's crazy about. Well, I wouldn't even call it social media. More like a social networking platform yeah, where it's, it's drop-in audio, right? Invite only, real names only. There are different clubs and different rooms, and you can join different rooms where you can listen to people speak. Mm-hmm. You can also be given a chance to speak if you're led up by a moderator. Mm-hmm. So check it out. If you guys want an invite, just hit us up on Instagram. So this is what happened because Gabe and I were like, all right, you know, it's a Saturday. Big fight coming up the next yeah. day. We we're like, all right. Nobody's let's just... on Clubhouse. Yeah, we're nobodies. Let's just start a room. I even like, I'm going to do this. Like, I'm not going to dress up for this, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, we're just going to talk. 15 minutes. We yeah. told each other we're going to talk for 15 minutes. Once we start the room, how many pop in, Gabe? In the first five minutes, I think we got like 15 people. Jesus Christ. Right, 15 people. Okay, one of them was even the admins of the club we were a part of. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah, 50. Okay, we're just like, all right, okay, cool. 10 people. Five minutes later, 15 people. Five minutes later, 20 people. So like, I, I think we were 30 minutes in. There were like 50 people in our room. Right. Right, 50 people listening. And I think there were almost like 15 speakers yeah all chiming in a, yeah we just kept uh, asking their their take on uzman versus burns mm-hmm. we had people from nigeria we had people from brazil yeah. we had people from just all over the world chiming in on this epic fight that's about to ensue and i don't know it, it sounded really organic and i yeah. love the energy we had in that people that were asking us questions we were asking them back Mm-hmm. Many different perspectives on the fight game. And we knew about like some new fighters because of these people. Right. Right. And it was really cool. And, you know, the, the room went on for 15 hours. Right. And I'm not saying we were there for the whole 15 hours. Because right. when you host a room, you can make other people moderators and they can keep the room alive. And it just kept going and going. It did. We made a lot of new friends. It was the night before UFC 258, and the room was alive way after UFC 258. A 15-hour room. And in that room, something spectacular happened. Gabe's new best friend. I, I'm okay giving up the best friend title. Boom, because there, it's all, good. It's all he, good. He's a good he's friend. A he, he's a good friend. He's a good friend. Is it good? All right. Is it? You may know him <laughs> from all the times that we called about on this podcast his name is kevin lee the motown phenom enters our room and says hey guys this is my first clubhouse room 
This is oh. like his first ever clubhouse room made by us. Mm-hmm. And he was actually a very, very nice guy. Dude, and on brand awesome. too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's a great guy. Answered questions. I know a lot of people were chiming in. I, I personally didn't really talk to him. It was Gabe doing most of the talking and moderating because everyone wanted to ask him so much things, but he was mm-hmm. so accommodating. And he was. What's cool is I think we talked about this off recording. He is who he is. Like He is who what, he is. Yes. Like the way he talks is what you'll see in press conferences. Exactly. And so he's exactly. just keeping it real. He was keeping it real. And I was really impressed by that. And mm-hmm. when you brought up Cosmat earlier, mm-hmm. Kevin Lee had a lot to say about that as well. Yes, he did. He said, essentially, right? And he said this is something he would tell Dana to his face as well, right? Mm-hmm. And he was basically saying that with someone like Cosmat, they're pushing him to be the next big star. And they're going to keep him away Yes. From top fighters for as long as they can until he's just like too big to deny. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, take it with a grain of salt. You know, um, I don't necessarily think they'll keep him away from the best fighters. Mm-hmm. I think that when they match make for Cosmot, it's like not what will make the best fight. It, it's more like what will be the best matchup for him. Right. right. He had some, I mean, he had some insight in the fight game because, again, he's he's been there long enough to know how things go behind the scenes. And if you look at his his record, or if you look at, like, uh, UFC, they do need a star on the rise if, yeah, if they do. will be, um, you know, retiring. So take it with a grain of salt, but uh, there is some truth to what the Motown phenom had to say there. Yeah, and very good point. And mm-hmm. and for for it to come from someone like Kevin Lee, I think there there is some truth to that, right? Because right? he wasn't he wasn't really trying to stir the pot or anything. He was being super straight, super real, mm-hmm. and very down to earth. And he also mm-hmm. told us when he's going to be back in the octagon. Is this an in between round exclusive? This in between rounds. In between rounds exclusive. Motherfucking exclusive. So when is he coming back? When is the Motown? You break it. You break it. I want plausible deniability. How dare you? How dare you? (laughs) No, you say when, I'll say who. All right, fine. All right. He said, yeah, yeah, that's (laughs) true. 11 million users, uh, 11 million followers of the in-between rounds. This is an exclusive for you guys. Kevin Lee mentioned in Clubhouse that he is looking to come back in April this year against the one the only El Cucuy, Tony Ferguson that's a very good fight that's a great fight that's a bounce back fight for Tony Ferguson that's a really good tune up fight for Kevin Lee I think he deserves to get that one back too he was winning the he first was. round of that fight he was yeah. winning he had him he in just the got first caught. round yeah, he just, he got, just caught. got caught so you think Kevin no. Lee could beat Khabib of course he can, dude. We always ask, wh- where's Kevin <laughs> Lee fit into this? Kevin dude? Lee sees holes in his games. Huh? He does. Right? Yeah, Kevin, Kevin Lee's Lee cool. Division. Let's go. I'm officially a Kevin Lee fan now. Mm-hmm. Yep. He's, he's buying his. Me. Yeah, he's buying his merch as we speak, dude. <laughs> okay, for those yeah. you can't if see. He does, I, if he does have merch, I will 
purchase them. Um, yeah. So I'm really excited. And for those of you that are listening now, we're going to try to get this episode out as soon as possible. Oh, we got one last. You know, we got one last. No. Uh, yeah. Are I was going to say like, no, no, not yet. <laughs> um, yeah. Just um, we're going to try our best to produce this episode as fast as we can. So we can, you know, get just inform you guys to go in clubhouse again, just so that yeah. we'll keep it. We'll keep it going. Yeah. UFC talk. Just look for UFC. Talk. And we'll try and be more, I guess, structured with our posting and updates and stuff. Cause we don't really have scheduled posts and stuff for social. So it's hard for you guys to know when we're up. So I think after this weekend, we'll, we'll polish a schedule that works mm, right? yeah, for, for posting, sure. especially. Yep. But yeah. And the last thing that Kevin Lee said, Mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. <laughs> um, this wasn't in the same room though this was like another room i spoke to kevin lee again just today and is he following you no he's not following ah. me kevin One lee day. please kevin lee this is a shout out to kevin lee man we got maybe we made so many connects that weekend who else did we make oh see there's a club there's a fight club room I, <laughs> there's a fight club room right now with two people in it boom that's not that's ufc not, talk right there so that's not, not ufc talk that's not it so you're saying about kevin lee um oh yeah we did meet before that we did meet someone from paradigm sports mm. we met the manager of johnny walker nice we guy met, very nice guy uh we met one of the i guess sub managers that are close to ali abdelaziz Nice. Knows Kamar Usman, knows Gilbert Burns, and we also met like an MMA fighter that we're gonna have on the pod soon. We're gonna have a bunch of guests on the. We're gonna have high caliber guests on the pod very soon. I think next week we'll have one. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's exciting. But the last bit Kevin Lee told me, okay, because I asked him, I was like, "Yo, Kevin." Yo, that's actually not how I said it. I was like, hi, my name is Gabe. I have a question for Kevin Lee. <laughs> and I was like, Kevin, <laughs> is it true that Dylan Dennis offered you um, $100,000 on the table for a private um, BJJ match? And he said, yes. Damn. Right? He said, yes. Kevin Lee's like, yes, that's true. Um, he wanted to, behind closed doors, privately, pre-record it and release it on YouTube or something. Nice. Right? So, and he ultimately did not accept the fight for a very, very honest reason. One was he was putting down his own money and Dylan wasn't. He was oh. looking for sponsors. They were trying to make it an event, which is okay. you know, understandable. Mm-hmm. Kevin Lee versus Dylan Dennis would be an event. People would pay for that. And two, Kevin Lee admitted and this is something I haven't told you yet. Kevin Lee admitted that Dylan's ground game is just insane. Yeah, for sure. He was like, well, I'm not going to go in there and fight him and not be able to slap him around, right? Because apparently in BJJ, there's two kinds where it's just jujitsu, mm-hmm. And the other kind is with a little bit of like... Contact? Yeah, with a little bit of contact. And he admitted that, hey, if I came into a fight like that, strictly BJJ... I probably would have a hard time winning that. Mm. So, I mean, a lot of people hate Dylan Dennis, but no one has ever put down his ground game. 
Oh yeah, for sure. Right. So That's... for Ke- for someone like Kevin Lee to admit that Dylan's ground game is like A plus mm-hmm. is huge. Oh yeah. That's cool. I hope it does happen still. I hope it maybe, does happen too. Maybe not like um yeah, maybe they find sponsors just so they don't have to shell out their mm-hmm. own money, but that would be dope. Yeah. And maybe if it's also um maybe let I guess I think I I could see where Kevin Lee's coming from because yeah. Dylan Dennis is no joke when it comes to just yeah. jujitsu, straight up jujitsu, dude. He's pretty. He's a beast. The face of jujitsu. He's the sex symbol. Don Don El Pablo El Jefe. El Jefe. El Jefe. <laughs> yeah, Dylan man. Dennis. Kevin Lee. This weekend, I mean, we just we were able to talk to Kevin Lee, as you mentioned. We also talked to other people in the fight game. It's it's a great time uh, to be in Clubhouse for us, especially. And mm. you know, we'll we'll keep making these connections just to better our show. Yeah, and also to just to have awesome conversations with people in the business. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I mean, it worked out for the better. Mm. It worked. It out did. For the it better. really did. Because we'd be police right now. Hey, you need to you need to sign oh, in with a sponsor. You can't yeah. say fuck, by the way. You, can't, you, you stop can't talking talk about, about Kevin Lee, Lee that yeah, way. Exactly. <laughs> hey, you can't talk you about asking, the Motown phenom that way. Why do you keep asking how does Kevin Lee fit into us? He fits into everything. He That's does. Why. That's Kevin why. Lee, this episode is for you. Um, yes. I think I already Pop- know what the title is. Please follow Gabe back. That's the end of the episode. Yeah, please follow me back. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> And wait, 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 one last flex, one last flex. We got one more. I, yeah, I got one more for you. Isn't someone following you on IG? Oh, a certain photographer. Er, er, my girl. Uh huh. Yeah, one of the photographers of Nick and Nate Diaz oh. follows me on IG because of Clubhouse. There we go. It's a Clubhouse. So I'm gonna try and get in touch with him, and we'll see what happens, son. The- this episode's actually send you his profile right now. Yeah, let's do it. I need to put I need to put my Instagram on Clubhouse. I just have my Twitter on there. You should you you should treat your Clubhouse bio like a mini resume. Resume, yeah, yeah. for sure. Will do. Oh, all right. Let's see this. Let's get a real time reaction. Look at his Instagram. Look at all his pictures. I would say his name. Just to yeah. No. Just keep that secret, on. Yeah. Just put right. Let's go. Wow. Dude, he's legit. This guy's legit. He's legit. My phone died. Your phone died. My, that's my how phone legit died. he is. Yeah, my phone died. Look, it's it's yeah, it died. <laughs> that's that's how legit he is. His phone died. Oh man. The pictures were not. I think it, my phone was low back. But yeah, it, it could not handle it. It did it died from all the legitness. That's how legit we're going to get, That's son. how legit we're going to be, son. Yes. So I think on that note, that was a great episode. Exactly. We just kind of caught up, actually. We didn't really talk much about 258 and stuff. Boy, just kidding. I was going to say something. No, that's fine. <laughs> Look well, at this you is, watching yourself now. This is a podcast where we talk about whatever we want to talk about. That's true. And, and everything just we- flows naturally. Yeah, I think that week we, we really need to update everyone with w- what's going on because there might be some changes, especially with like guests. And, you know, we're still going to give you guys like the what what interests what mm-hmm. interests the world of uh, the MMA, specifically UFC. But 
It's looking pretty good for us. It's looking very good for us. Mm-hmm. Any more things exciting. you want? Any more things you want to say before we wrap this up? No, uh, just to use. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on. Well, if you're listening, you probably already are following. Tell your friends to follow too. Yes, and also message us on Instagram if you need a. If you want to get into Clubhouse, we will gladly give you invites. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, it's a good way to meet uh, UFC stars like Kevin Lee. Anyway, that was this week's episode of In Between Rounds, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much on behalf of Gabe and me. We will see you in the next round. Peace. You've been listening to the In Between Rounds podcast with Gabe Ojeda and Pacha Strada, your weekly MMA habit and the only Filipino mixed martial arts podcast that matters. Be sure to subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or anywhere podcasts are available to get new, fresh weekly episodes. For more content and updates, please follow us on Instagram at InBetweenRoundsPH.